We talked a lot about how touching is good. Have you heard of this thing called professional cuddling? Japanese, right? No, it's it's American. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Look, there's weird things in Japan. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello. And welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, unlimited opinion. The place where conversation is the foundation for higher thought. I'm Bo Schwartz. Joining me today, as always, is the Luke Skywalker of our podcast. It's Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. What? I don't think so. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm on the hero's quest. No, you're the to... scoundrel. You get to be. You could be Han Solo. Hey, give Luke a moment to to. I'm to on speak. my hero's quest where I have to overcome evil in the form of you guys. You're the dark side, I guess. Is that well? The... You have the let me introduce likely. the other impertinent uh, person we have here. It's uh, the Kaigon Jin of this podcast. Uh, oh, sweet, uh, Michael Hodgins. Mike, welcome to your Jedi show Master Kaigon Jin. From he the most make, hated Star Wars uh, movie of all doesn't time. Make, doesn't make it out of the first movie. He's yeah. great. He's great. He's so and, cool, and though. It's like Mason. Come on. I'd like to point out that I'm uh, Old Ben, the Old Ben of this show, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, father yeah, but... to Ray, whoever, Kenobi. That's he actually right. is the best, though. Alec Guinness. Yes. Number one Jedi. I saved the best for myself this week instead of because <laughs> Crofton does it all the time when it's his turn to introduce the show. Yeah, but Luke Skywalker is the kind of main, you know. Yeah, he's dude. the main sissy. We all know Obi Wan Kenobi's the cool one, and well, uh, that the Kenobis he, are the he true didn't saviors. Even make it out of his movie either. The you Kenobis, guys, like guys who die. The <laughs> yeah, Kenobis we got, like, <laughs> are the true saviors of Crofton. Backs a winner. I'm still kicking. I, I I'm lasted through an entire trilogy, killed my own father, and now now I'm I'm like leading the next generation. Come on, okay. gotta love me some Luke. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I guess we can't hate on each other too much. Our destinies are intertwined. But uh, Kaigon, yeah, he didn't last too long. Anyways, yeah. So Star Wars really has to do. Oh, that reminds me. You, have you guys no, seen make... it? We've seen Rogue One. No, no. I haven't. Let me, so I, no spoilers. I want to interject for me. something here, Bo, before you go into the. <laughs> I'd like to interject about... a spoiler, so I'm going to. No, it's your... not a spoiler. Okay. I haven't seen the movies, Good. but yeah. I was going to say like, oh, it's the holiday season, which means Star Wars is is around because it always, you know, they always come out around Christmas. But then I was going to say that I went to this Santa Claus parade not that long ago, and one of the processions was um, Darth Vader. And uh, who's the new guy? Darth, who's Kylo Ren? Yeah, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, a bunch of stormtroopers, and then there was a bunch of sand people, and then random Jedi's. And I was like, "Why? This is in the Santa Claus parade? <laughs> like, what the hell does this have to do with anything?" But now, I, now I get it. It Star Wars is always released around Christmas. It's a Christmassy thing. It's yes. true. Every Chris, every Christmas from now on, pretty much is going to have a Star Wars. Oh, movie. and then that also now makes me think: Have you guys actually watched any of that Star Wars um, Christmas special thing? No. It it actually is unwatchable. I I tried to watch some of it because I was like, oh, okay, how bad could it be? And then I started to watch it. I'm like, it it really is terrible. And beyond like, haha, this is funny. I'll watch it. Terrible. It's just like. I, I have to turn it off. <laughs> like it's so bad. It's not really, bad, eh? It's god awful. 
Um, it, worth it almost to watch 10 minutes. It's like a full length thing. And I watched, I think, 10 minutes of it. And I was like, this is this is really, truly terrible. Like, it's well, it's, it's, it's comical. It's it's going around right but, now. There's but a, not there's a... comical. It's just awful. It's just bad, yes. But you've seen you've seen some of it, Bob. I did. Like, um, you know, there's. Well, anyways, I'm not gonna get into a rant about viral crap on Facebook and how it's misappropriated all the time. Because it made me mad. It was another one of those things of like, because you can upload video to Facebook but not attribute it to the correct author. Like, if someone publishes something on YouTube and you think it's cool, you can actually download it and republish it in Facebook. And there isn't much Wait, in the way. What does of... this have to do with Facebook? Well, yeah, that's I, how I, I saw it. It was in that movie context. Made in the 80s. Yeah, I know I saw it, but somebody put together an edited piece, right, to say, like, the top six worst things about the Star Wars special, and then it was highlight the different ones. And I was like, I refuse to watch this because because of misattributed views. Like, someone's getting 16 million views on the back of someone else's editing work. Anyways, so I didn't really watch it, but I did see it. But so you saw a, a bit of edited the overly of complicated answer to your question. <laughs> right. Anyways, I think it is on YouTube. I think that's where I looked that up and it's just it's ridiculous. But anyways, sure. let's not get hung up on Yeah, uh, that. well I was going to say cuz it is Christmas time. That's what we're doing on the 24th. We're going to have a Christmas meal on the evening and we're all going to get into a vehicle. We're going to drive to the movie theater and we're going to watch Rogue One. I'm excited. As long I'm as my eyes deja stop view of last time you went to the movie theater. You were all really excited. Your whole family was going to go. Maybe it was for your birthday. And you're like, oh, this is in 3D. Screw my family. I'm going home. And then you left. <laughs> that, that is a weird reaction. Though. That's a true story. Uh, I hate 3D. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it to be 3D. So when we got to the theater, I threw a little nerd fit, actually. Uh, very rare. <laughs> but I got, I'm like, this is Star Wars. There hasn't been one in X amount of years. This is the old style aesthetic. It's a really big moment. My first viewing is not going to be through fudgy, poo-smeared glasses that I can't see anything out of. So, so I'm, I'm sure your first viewing wasn't on a computer at home, was it? It was on your, like, phone in bed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, this is better. Oh, well, I did. Good. I went on my own to see it by myself at a later date in an on 3D viewing. Um, but I was alone, and well, that sucked. So this year, we are going to a 3D viewing, because that's all we could get. <gasps> and we don't have much of a choice. However, the Band-Aid's been ripped off ahead of time. And I know my family's a priority. I felt I feel bad about this data. I mean, they all enjoyed it and said, "Well, screw you." It wasn't that bad. Like, they wanted me to it's be there, and I wanted to be there. But I still kind of like. I have it has to be my first viewing in order for it to be an experience I share with my family. But it still sucks <laughs> that it's in three D. Like it, it's it's you it's, could just you, like keep your eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> true. Just taking the sound. Actually, man. you know what you should do? Bring your phone in. To the movie theater, uh-huh. uh, and then and then find a bootleg copy that's that's on YouTube, yeah. and turn the sound off, and then you can look at that non three D, uh, and listen to it in the theater, and then that way you won't have to view it in three D. Just oh, YouTube, I'm a problem right? solver. Okay, <laughs> it, just to defend to defend Bo uh, a little bit here, um, I you know I recently saw a movie in theaters which I hadn't I haven't been to theaters for a while and uh it was it was Doctor Strange and it's a special effects heavy movie and um it was in 3D and and now like honestly 
I, I really I like for televisions, 3D was really a fad. Like we've moved to 4K TVs, we've moved to all sorts of different things. But for some reason, the movies still do the 3D. And like I don't know anybody who likes it. Like nobody, everybody's like, oh, I got to yeah, see the 3D like version. Like who it's likes a, it? It's because they can charge more for it, and they can justify that. And and it's like. It's always and you're like, but where's my choice? There's there's only one crappy theater that doesn't have in 3D, and they all have in 3D, and they say, well, that's why you pay, you know, they want you to pay more. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're looking for value I, I, adds, a, except yeah, they the don't cynical. give you the option because it takes up a lot of real estate to run a movie theater, especially one of those ones that like are you know multiple uh, rooms, like ten, twelve rooms. And you know what so, the next thing coming yeah. out is this? Um, what's the last movie Ang Lee made? Long Walk. It's like a war movie. It just came out. Billy something's. Hulk. Oh, I know Protein what you're talking about. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. It's um, yeah. It's it's long mo- halftime walk or Billy yeah, something. Yeah, Billy Billy's halftime walk of. So it's shame. just like a a kind of guy with PTSD coming back from Afghanistan or something. U.S. war movie. It doesn't see you know you okay. think it's like okay. It's kind of like telling this. It's called Billy dumb- Lynn's <laughs> long halftime walk. Right. Okay. And then I heard a review of it, and the person was like, "So you think, okay, it's Angley? You know, he's a he's a, you tend to think of good storyteller. This is going to be a, an interesting movie or, or whatever." And they said it was, but the the reviewer was also like, "But it is unwatchable because it's filmed in 128 frames per second or something like that." Yeah, it's 120 and frames. And he said it is. It's just you go to watch it, and you're like, it looks really clean, but it's just it breaks your head because it's looks too real and just disturbs you and he was like it and they used the term unwatchable and i'm now i'm kind of curious to risk to do this because it's new technology and someone needs to right uh, do but you the, guys remember when i got my new tv and there was this true motion feature that was yeah, turned I hated, on I hated and, we, it. <laughs> and, and we were we were watching like the indiana jones on blu-ray and, the, and the, what it does essentially is is to show the image at a certain amount of frames per second. I think it was like, I forget how many it was, but it was a lot of, a lot of frames a second. They create magical frames in between the existing frames of the film, <laughs> and it really it really messes with your head like big time when you I don't watch. Like, it. <laughs> like I've turned I've turned it off. It's been off ever ever since. But the reality, all it's doing is it's creating additional frames. So if you don't like that, Mike, you're not going to like Ang Lee's thing. No, I I won't. But I just thought it was interesting how uh how it's a full how the reviewer was like you know the story and all that might be interesting, but it's just it's super difficult to watch. And then what's in, but the interesting little sub note about this was that apparently they've done all this testing around this stuff and people in test groups say like, oh, this is really amazing. We like it in test groups. But yet whenever these movies are made, people can't stand them. And they said it's, it's the difference between you show someone a clip like two minutes long in this amazing 20, 128 frames per second. And you think like, wow, this is super cool. But then you have to watch a two hour um a two-hour movie in it, and you're just like, I can't take it. This is terrible. I need motion blur. So, speaking of things that are long and difficult to watch, let's pull a topic from the random topic generator, shall we? <laughs> uh, I think that would be what we need to do now. Our listeners want yes, us to get on with the topic, all right? So, uh, go ahead and pull it, Mike. Here it goes. <laughs> Sounds good Ugh. today. All right, there's the ding. Let's uh, let's get a topic going. Oh, ah uh, man, this is one of these 
muddy ones. And awesome. <laughs> topic today is rules. Oh, no. Uh, we're uh, going to be here all night. It's broad. <laughs> it's going to be a semantics. Is it good? Let's, let's hopefully it doesn't become a semantics. All right. Well, let's define it pretty quickly. I, let me take a crack at it. A rule is a thing that you're supposed to do. Or not do. Well, well, no, but it's an instruction, right? Or it's it's a guideline. It's a thing you have to follow. And if you break a rule, it means you're not doing what the rule is intended right. like, so, to so, tell you so, to do. So sort of like a law, you know, like speeding sure. your car. It's a rule. Yep. Like, like don't go over 50. It's the science okay. you do. Okay. You broke the rule. So that's, that's a – okay, that's a law. Well, so, laws are just rules that the state has, right? So like – okay, so you got rules for stuff like, you know, games. You know, I think of rules – what are the rules of this game and all that sort of thing. Then you got – you know, there's laws and such. And then there's like rules like like – rules of engagement or the law of gravity uh natural you know, laws natural laws and like so does does the topic rules well okay compass all these things? no i mean i i really think that rules are something that are fabricated by people or society right like it's not the law of gravity or the the rules of how physical reality work i think is beyond the scope which we're gonna get into here. Well, I guess like, I guess the way like to, to put it this way is that gravity is not enforced by a human entity. It's it's enforced by the universe around it. Like I I think I think you can describe them using the word rule, but I don't think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, or maybe yeah, that I, is I what agree. we're talking about. I think about. I, I think know. rules are are things that that human beings have made up to. to and I think and and the, and its its aim is always to govern behavior. So that so we're gonna say. Because we could have just so easily drawn like laws out of this. Yeah, it's very sure. similar. So, are we treating them as synonyms? Well, I think basically, except that rules can be, I think, informal, right? And you can have like, like you know, the rules in my house are that you take your shoes off when you come in the front door. Like you know, it's Ooh. it's in it can be informal, uh, whereas a law is pretty formal. Yeah, but they're both the same. They're both designed to same, same to principle. engineer conduct. From the people, you know, from your intended. Isn't that what I said? Controlled people? behavior. Or sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. But, but but that's that's yeah. Or or uh, like you're you're by talking about changing behavior and all that, you're already approaching it from from one type of angle. You could also say that it's it's to to uh, um, maintain structure uh, in, in sure. instead of talking about, or like to protect something like, mm-hmm. you know, I, y- y- there are rules in national parks about littering because you're trying to, yeah, you're yeah not, but they're all still I know what you mean. And it's, and it is an interesting way to look at it, but it's always like a rules is usually stop a human from doing something or make a human do something. It's like, it's not, you know, mostly that's what Well, those, because humans have the intelligence to obey rules when they have the little signs that say don't to dogs not to shit on a lawn. Yeah, they it, don't it's listen. Not, it's not like the dog looks at the sign and is like, hmm, oh, can't shit on this one, you know? It's it's really the humans that are that are, that are are doing it. I get it, I get the idea about, like, en- engineering behavior it just comes with a negative connotation when it could be, it, it could you could say, you know, maintain order and structure in certain areas and like that maybe doesn't come off as as negative right like it's the same yeah, yeah deal. I see what you, you mean yeah but it's yeah yeah but, so, but a, so, 
so I'm getting the impression right off, like because you guys have both. But Bo, Bo has an anti-authoritarian. Mike is more of a hippie bent. You have you have like sort of anti anti rules and authority and regulations, uh, sort of built into to your personas or your DNA to a certain extent. I'm more of the kind of the status quo type guy. At least, uh, at least I'm on a conformist the pawn. Just at least on this show. See, that's a hippie response. So thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so I guess, I guess my take is like, I'm entering this discussion right off thinking that you guys are going to, uh, shit all over rules. Do you want to start the shitting now? Or would you like to start by looking at some of the good things? Well, like I was, okay. So I could shit on rules a lot, but, but very clearly rules serve a purpose. I mean, uh, which again, that basic one is to control behavior, like serve the man. No, it's not to serve the man. It's just to be like, if we all agree to the rules of like, don't kill other people, you know, there's a, there's a net benefit to us all. You know, there are, uh, but I think that the, the, the thing is that, is that there are a lot of rules uh, that don't serve much purpose. Uh, and I think maybe there are too many rules in our, in our society, but a lot of them serve a purpose. So I so I think it's like it's like you have to find that balance. It's like, do we have too many? Are they all generating positive value all around, or are we just making them to make them? You know, do lawmakers need a reason to exist so they have to just make more rules, and do municipalities just have to show that they're doing their job by making more rules and on and on and on? Well, and that's I, why the Republican type government or smaller smaller government uh, anti uh, or like libertarians. Gover- yeah, to yeah, same same deal. They're sort of fall into that that larger uh, writer wing uh, individual over the state um, uh, mentality. So I, I yeah, I can I, I can and I can appreciate certain certain elements of that. There are, we've all encountered something that we think is a ridiculous rule. Sorry, Bo, go ahead. No, it was fine. I was just gonna say. So you started with the simple rule, like let's not kill people, but. The military is going to go, yeah, we need to kill people. And you're going to be like, well, or let's make some more rules. Because, yes, sometimes killing people is what we got to do. We got to defend ourselves. And then the justice system might be like, hey, we want to kill people too. When they're really, really bad, we want to be able to kill them. And maybe you have capital punishment. You make some rules about that. And uh, maybe some people killed some people by accident and saying, hey, we did it by accident. And so then you got to make some rules about that. And I I look at, like, have you ever looked at, like, a book full of laws? Or just, I don't know, <clears throat> like, something like, let's say, the Privacy Act. And it's a bunch of rules at a broad level. And then you have a billion regulations that apply to specific lines of industry, specific circumstances. And it just goes on and on. And I would say the problem with rules is the very problem we're going to have talking about it is that you have to cover everything because otherwise it's not a very good rule. <laughs> and and then, then you just have to ask the question, well, are any rules any good if you have to have so many so much addendum to rules? What the hell's the point? So it is, yeah. it is your point makes me think of this recent uh, thing that came up again about laws. So there was this guy who um, was on trial for uh, murder, 
murder, first degree murder, I believe, the worst kind. <laughs> uh, and um, so there is a rule that uh, that uh, for 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 good reason, a lot of people would say that the trial has to come. Uh, there has to be a for 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 everyone's individual rights, the trial ha- has to happen in a certain time frame. I think it was four years in Canada, the Supreme Court ruled. So that's an addendum to another rule. So it's like, okay, don't kill people. Now you have to have a a, a trial to see if this person killed someone. So this guy, his court got his 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 case got dismissed because uh, it didn't come to trial in in under four years. And, he, and so it's like this this guy basically just got off. Uh, because of a different rule saying like we have to respect uh, everyone's individual rights uh, to due process, which are important rules, but but then it's just like so you have this big we said we said start with the big rule like don't kill people, and then this one this guy maybe killed someone he didn't have a trial I don't want to assume maybe he's innocent I don't know, uh, and then you have another all these other sub rules that end up then contravening. The big simple rule, like we start with the simple rules, like, yeah, don't kill people. Let's just start there. But then you have all these other rules that can let someone essentially be like, okay, I killed someone and it took too long to try me, so I'm free. I don't have to face justice. And that, and that's like makes you think like something screwed up with the rules. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to be like, yeah, but you can't just let people rot in jail for 20 years awaiting trial. That's not, you know, there's got to be rules around that too. It's just like when you, like I agree with what Bo said, when you start in with them, it's like this level of complexity where every minutia of possibility that can happen in life has to live somewhere under laws and rules uh, or else it's going to be a hole somewhere that something's going to fall through. And and just, it, yeah, go ahead, girl. No, I, uh, it may, that definitely makes sense. And from the outside, that's super frustrating. When you're looking at like giant bureaucracies of rules or you're looking at – at at uh, a rule that frustrates you from the outside it's really easy to be like oh why didn't they do it like that or why didn't they change this or why does this rule even exist and um and it and i see like especially like with with the trump supporters in the recent election and sort of the raging against the establishment and the established order um and the rules set by them, at some point I recognized like the language he was speaking to to, to his supporters was one of it, like a, a simplified time in which there were less complicated rules, everything was simple. And and it, it got me thinking like in terms of rules that like, you were removed from the game. Where's Dave? Then those rules can seem really intimidating. And when we talked about lawyers on this show, we talked about how they're the, the guardians of the rules, and that really frustrated me. And the way a lot of the rules are written, especially in terms of laws, really frustrates me. But the three of us, we play a lot of what we colloquially call nerd games, i.e. board games of a certain complex nature in which we have to abide by the rules. Now, of all of those, I don't have much patience for them because it takes a really long time to learn all the rules for the games. Bo, on the other hand, is generally the rules guy. So we'll go through the manual, want to learn all the nuances, so to speak. Then we will start. And generally, at one point in said game, there will be some giant rules argument. And sometimes it's an actual error in the game. And we'll have to go on the internet and like go on forums 
and, and be like, <laughs> well, okay, if yeah. this thing happens and this thing also happens, then what happens? And often somebody's had this issue before, and we, you know, we try we we try to resolve it. But often the game designers have to release in the next version, like some sort of addition in the next expansion. They've got to change things. So th- we're in, and and we can then appreciate it. We're like, no, there's an error here. There's something that that doesn't work. So they're going to have to fix that. And maybe their fix is going to lead to a problem with another rule later on. And it is very complicated. Um, but when you're in there and the rules directly affect you personally, then you realize what their importance are and what the need is for them. And 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 I can I I sort of appreciate that when I need them. Yeah, it's but it still goes to the point, and I think this is why we have judges because I think it's in, in, there's always um, there's always a need for human review. Essentially, the laws are what they are, but then we have a person weigh them and make an a essentially an emotional, an emotionally informed or an intuitively informed application of said rules. In it's funny how those... judges are like the dungeon masters of real life, <laughs> pretty much. And and um, uh, you know, so so in some cases where it's clear cut, like uh, this is an eighty mile per hour zone. You were clearly doing 110. We have a device that measures the speed you're going at for independent confirmation of said rule breaking. Here's your fine. And you can still go and have a judge look at it, but it's not going to be a complex case. Whereas we're sort of implying, like with Crofton, your rule example is that but sometimes there's just stuff that just don't add up. And I think that's rampant in more behavioral uh, rules like laws and, and, and regulation than it is in, a, say, a board game. Like, imagine that's what what we experience in board game happens in real life, like, constantly. Because not only are there rules, but you have federal rules, you have provincial rules, you've got municipal rules. And, some, like, it, it's legal to smoke pot and marijuana, but I it, it think it's still illegal in a federal level in the States. Not in Ottawa, in Denver. Sorry. What city did I say? I don't even remember what I said. Yeah, in, Colo- yeah, in Colorado. In Denver. In, in Denver. In Canada, yeah. In Denver, you know, marijuana consumption is is legal, but on a federal level, it is not, right? It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense, and yet, you know, the sun tide comes in, tide goes out. Can't explain that. <laughs> well, you have different jurisdictions for sure, but like, see, you talk about a regulation. <laughs> like, you're just like it's jurisdictions. It's like that's stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I understand. It's a whole other layer, you know, of, of questioning for sure. But I get what you're saying. I get your point. Yeah. But but the the thing is, is like the example you're using is one uh, in which that like it's very easy to rail against regulation to be like, oh, yeah, we should all be able to smoke weed and all that sort of stuff. And why are they restricting this and all that sort of thing? But then on the other side of the coin. You have in the in the United States, you have like the gun regulations of which there are, you know, precious few compared to a lot of other countries. Um, and and then you see this big push to to have more regulations, uh, everything from like background checks on the uh, on on the mentally ill uh, on terrorists and, and, and others. Um, so to be ensured that you're not selling to the wrong person or or wait times like clear regulations on on guns and they're always you know being pushed back by you know liber, liberate uh, libertarian minded people who are like oh you know government's not going to restrict my you know my access to this thing so restricting access to things be it guns or 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 drugs is part of sort of the regulatory process which is reflected on 
unfortunately, by morality and religion often. Yeah, but... but... Well, they, they, there's an interesting... So the morale... You said, talk about morality, and and uh, so the... What I, you know me, and on this show, I often like to take the long, the long view. And, and so, <laughs> which is to say, which is to say, there was a time not that long ago, comparatively, that there were no rules. Uh, and, and I would say that for most of human existence, there were no codified rules. I mean, I, I had looked up somewhere, and I think it was this guy, King Hammurabi, or something like that, is like the first kind of like written down rules, and this is like 5,000 years ago, maybe or more, potentially. That's relatively recent to how long human beings have been around. So you talk about morality, and and, I, and and so for all that time when there was just human beings and small, like, you know, hunter-gatherer groups or whatever, there weren't necessarily rules. I think I think probably disputes and conflicts and things like that were 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 settled by things like like morality or conscience and all these things that have kind of slowly evolved into us as human beings and as social creatures. And death so, match. What? And death death matches. Also. Well, no, I mean, but yeah, so sometimes these things would break into the, the physical victor, conflict, which they the, still the, do today. You know, there's not that much difference. We still have wars today. We still have violence today, a lot of it. It's it's more codified, but it still exists. So there was a time, you know, most of human history, there had not been rules other than maybe like that are built. There probably were some, but they're kind of moral based and in some ways evolved into us as we evolved so i guess my issue with kind of current rules is i think that that everybody is a human being you know we've been evolving for millions of years we have these kind of internalized you know everyone has a moral code you know that's not it's just like you no one has sat down and memorized a law book and said oh i'm gonna remember all these rules but we all but we all have some degree of moral compass which says this is right i shouldn't do that i should do this you know and that varies person to person some people have some people are sociopaths and do not have any empathy for others so i feel like we all have this internalized way of doing things in the world which are essentially unwritten rules which are just behavior and those have evolved over time from the so i think that we're in constant clash with these with the rules that society that we've we've made up in in culture and society to govern behavior, but that they clash with the kind of on the fly, um, the way my brain or anyone's you know approaches an individual situation. So I think that why people hate rules, and I'm one of the ones who often don't like rules, because it clashes with. Um, my own moral compass often like and where where it's like there's this written rule and i'll think but this circumstance is this is ridiculous like it can't always apply and i think that the kind of more free form you're just a human being navigating the world yeah. allows for way more flexibility than something like a rule which is hard and fast and says this is a rule period but it because for any you... rule and that's what and that's why like we were talking about the complexities for any rule there are exceptions and circumstances so as you ever tr try to codify all this stuff it becomes this like never ending series of like well in this situ in this sub 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 situation we'll say this and i for and sure but extent, i think it's not necessary but your frustration is because it interferes with your moral judgment, your individual will to do something, to break that rule or ignore it, or it doesn't apply in this situation because I'm determining it doesn't. So it's, again, it's the individual versus a rule that is set essentially by the collective. And so 
so there has sort to be, of there has well to i be mean the intention no 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 it is it is it is established by some sort of collectivity generally these rules and and so so whereas if you're railing against it because it's affecting you individually it's again it's the individual against the collective and then these bodies are created to protect the right of the individual in a situation where like minorities be affected or like there, cause there are all these circumstances in which you talk about. And that's why it's extremely messy. But if it was left up to everybody to do what they wanted, always put their own individual preferences in every single situation, reflective of what their personal moral code is, their personal things, like there would be constant, conflict amongst no, well, the group. Well, hang on. The, the, the thing is, there's a disassociation right now with what the idea of a rule is. Because, you know, as young people, you rail against rules. That's how we are culturally, whatever. But as a fully formed adult, let's say you're a person of no country with a bunch of other people with a person of no country. And then to found a group and maybe create your own collective group, whatever, individual for rules... Maybe it is in line with your morality or what you've compromised with your other people. I think it, the way we exist now, it, it's it's not like we're part of a group of millions in, in rules created far beyond our lives in, in the past and, and built upon sort of cultural ideologies that don't we don't share and they're not quick to change. But I can't leave this group. Like literally, there's no area on earth where country doesn't cover where I can be like, you know what, the way we roll here, not for me. Let me find another spot. Or, you know, you can't remove yourself from that. So it feels less like an agreement and more like more and more things that you don't agree with. Well, you can. You you could move to anywhere where the where the rules best suit, yeah, suit you. No, no, and but... then once you're in those places, like you can work to I know plenty of people who've worked to have bylaws changed or different rules changed. Like you have you have a certain amount you of agency. You could also go live in the woods. Like literally you could yeah. go, there's places in Canada you could go far away enough that you could kind of do whatever you want and no one would bug you. You also wouldn't interact with people, you wouldn't have a lot of other conflict. But I mean, I want to come back to Crofton's point about the kind of like constant conflict um, that would happen if we didn't have rules. And and I guess the obvious counterpoint to that is like because there's no conflict now, because people break laws constantly. I mean, I think of like I'm like I probably break a law a day. Uh, you know, I, I I routinely go accidentally over the speed limit, and I'm a pretty like conscientious driver, and I still be like, oh geez, I'm going too fast here. Stuff like this all the time. Think about drug use. We, we talked about this on the show before. That's no, currently yeah. under review. Think about the millions of people who are breaking rules constantly. Oh, and again, what yeah, I just want to sure re- finish my thought. I just want to finish my thought. So the I, again, <laughs> okay. it's because the whole idea of these rules and this codifies rules, and you said it's in conflict with with my with you know my individual uh, uh, desires or will. And and yes, that's true. And I think what it's also in conflict with is just human beings being human beings so i think it's fine to say that we're gonna have rules and aim for this but what you have to expect is constant rule breaking and then and then and then also dealing with the rules so our justice system is going to get ever more bogged down as there's because people are always breaking rules and it's and not even intentionally uh, just because they don't know or is inverting or whatever so the thing is because it's not like we have a culture where everyone follows the rules. Clearly, we do not. 
and and so I didn't say we did. No, no, yeah, and it so, wasn't. I wasn't suggesting you did. I think what I was suggesting you. was the fact that that if you took away rules, there would be and left it all up to individual choice, and there were no rules, that there would be a lot more conflict than there well, is you now. Say that. So I, I do sure. say that. That's but what I'm I am sure, saying. I'm not sure that that's well, true well, because but, think think about again well, the drug issue a, it, and think of how much conflict that makes. It ends up being like like people who are homeless or drug addiction have constant conflict with police because we've made a rule. And yes, there are, there's conflict in terms of people. Some of these people will commit crimes and and maybe violent crimes in order to feed their drug problems, but some won't. So what's making more conflict, the, the, the behavior we're trying to correct or the rule about the behavior? And I, I don't know. And I, I honestly I think will, that- I will go out and say like in full confidence and that if there were no rules, and I'm not just talking about laws, I'm t- we're talking about rules, there were no rules and everybody could do whatever they wanted, there would be much more conflict than there is if there was a, a, an appropriate amount of rules. Now, if there is too much rules, or regulations, you enter into like authoritarian type situations. And and, and the reasoning behind those author, author, authoritarian situations are to to essentially, you know, create a controlled environment that that is exactly like the the worst case scenario of rules in my mind. Well well and and and, so. and, uh, and so sorry sorry Bo just just to finish up. So my my feeling is that there's a, there's a balance there, but if the the option between rules and no rules, if everybody's free to do whatever they want whenever they want it in society, I I would I think it's a fairly straight connection to there would be a lot of conflict I, all the time. I've, I go I've, through days with zero conflict. I've got good news for you, Crofton. Is I think it's being human. I think rule at some level is inescapable. And you said it, you, you described it there yourself. Because, like, a world with no rules is a feral world, um, but you, there are rules that you would make for yourself in a feral, feral world. If you, you know, you'd have to find out people's territories, you'd start smelling trees to see if they were pissed on or shit on by other humans. And then if you smelt that, you'd stay away. And that's a little rule you made for yourself because you know that humans are dangerous. If The Walking Dead taught me anything, other humans are more dangerous than the zombies. The zombies are what have really no rules. Um, but but the point I wanted to make was in your authoritarian... Um, like if we didn't have rules, if we didn't have a society, if we just said everyone have at her, there would be people who are just in some ways in that in that mode stronger than others and bend them to their will, will which would mean implying rules. Like, you know, you're on my team now. That means you're not allowed to be on other people's team as we're in this feral rule, that's a rule right there. No betrayal. <laughs> like, so, so I think that we can sort of focus in the conversation about rules by su- suggesting that they are extremely problematic, super annoying. They spiral out of control, but I don't think we're going to have human society as we know it in any other way we can imagine it without some sort of coming to terms with each other and agreeing upon certain things, it's, which is, it's, which is where it's true. Demo- like, democratic I mean, rule comes from anyways, maybe not so much in, in dictatorship rule. It comes from a guy appointed by God, but right. Well, and I wasn't even like, I mean, you know, your view, uh, or you, you mentioned in Crofton, like, you know, absolute authoritarianism where there's, there's certain 
rules and rights don't exist as much. But but again, I, I would just point to kind of our own society as one where there's still a lot of rules in which people are in sort of basic constant violation of them. Um, to, and a lot of them are small rules that aren't really hurting anyone, but you might still have to come up against some form, some level of government somewhere. So it's like a parking ticket, you know, people are, uh, and, and so I think that that will always be the case just because, just because the rules are too, are too, are too hard and too fast. And again, they're in conflict with, I think, human nature. And to your point of like, there'd be constant conflict. That's, I think they're, they're, they're all, but again, I, and I would just say there, there already is a lot of conflict and yes, there would be still conflict, but there'd it's be also, way it, more, there'd be well, way more. But it, but it, okay. Well, I have a point about yeah. this. Okay. You made okay. your point. Yeah. It's good. There'd be way more you think, but I yeah. think that there, we've talked about this before and it's like these two basic things the human beings have, which is like competition and cooperation. And I think the it, it's, and, and they're both very present, uh, all, all over the place, you know, I and mean, you can see it in your interpersonal relationships and at societal levels. But assuming that there'll be like way more conflict is focusing on the like that competition thing, the thing I'm going to get one up over on my neighbor, you know, I'm going to take advantages. And that's very present, that competition thing. But cooperation is strong, too. And it's like in a lot of ways, like if there was just no rules and people had to make do people would also cooperate with each other because human beings do that too. It wouldn't all be cutthroat. It wouldn't all be constant, constant conflict because there is that element in, in humanity. And I think it's present and we need to, we need to cult, cultivate that more. People want to cooperate. People want to be good to, to one another a lot of the time, not all the time, uh, but a lot of the time. And, and so it's like scaling back on rules. I don't think instantly leads to a, a society in constant conflict. I think it is a balance and again, I just think it's not that much different than currently where there's a lot of conflict, a lot of people in conflict with the state or breaking rules for various reasons. And, and I, I just wonder, like, how much I, I think the point we're coming to here is there's a balance. Right. And, and I guess it's just what is that balance? Like, do we have it now in, in say, in our country, in Canada at the current time? Is this a perfect balance of rules versus freedoms? And, and I would say I don't I'm, I'm not sure that it is. I don't know where that balance lies, but there clearly is one. Yeah. Like we can't live without the rules. Too many drives us all crazy because we're human beings, and I think that's okay. So what's the right amount, you know? And, well, I definitely know. the one about, like, no chewing gum in school and not wearing your hat. Like, we're talking a lot about big ideas governing society, but the rules that really piss me off are the, you know, the everyday pedestrian, pedantic annoying dumb rules that people have like take off your shoes when you come in the house and shit like that i hate those are the things i hate the most because <laughs> everyone you know it, and it's really easy and that's the point i was trying to make earlier it's really easy to rage against the machine that's the thing that's the easiest to do to be like this rule pisses me off this thing pisses me off blah 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 there shouldn't be this and there shouldn't be that and all that sort of thing and i get that it's really tempting to do that because it it, it what, rules essentially when they annoy you they're in conflict with whatever your personal interests are and i agree with i think what both of you guys are saying which is that um there is a balance to be found because i i i was the one that brought in the overruling which leads to um you know these autocratic type societies which are you know controlled down to to every little letter and and yeah there is a balance uh, and i would argue that we are in, in about as as good a balance um as probably history ha has seen so far 
But you always have to question these things and work on them as well. My struggle is going to be between um, between like rules are messy. We've been clear and we need a balance. So do do I do I go and say that it's it's you know bullshitty because of all these things, or do I think that because of the the necessity of rules? Because if we had none, I think that it would be disastrous. Then therefore rules are rules are good. So th- those are where I'm kind of, kind of yeah. str- struggle with. And I, I think, think it's, it, yeah, yeah I sorry, go a, ahead. You made me think of a couple of things. And, uh, I, I think, you know, talking about that whole like morality or like, you know, your built in kind of moral compass that we all have to some degree. And I think it's like, that's where the balance has to lie. It's like, you have to have some rules. And then I think you have to be able to let people kind of use their judgment because Bo used like, and I really agree with what he said about the the minutia rules where people have rules for everything. Uh, and, and I think of like, you know, it's like, don't, don't, chew, don't spit on the sidewalk. Like don't, uh, don't pee on the floor. Like if you had rules for some, take your shoes off in people's houses. If you had rules for all these things, but if you just had a, a like a, like a, like a morality that, that people could get behind, which was basically like, try to respect others, try to be respectful, you know, be, try to be respectful. And if you just applied that, and if people kind of got that, and that was kind of built into our culture through through morality, and I think most people are like that. Most people try to be respectful, and 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 I think that you know it would cover a lot of these rules. Like you wouldn't have to tell people like don't take off your muddy shoes when you enter a building. If people were respectful, they'd be like, eh. And I feel like rules happen for when, you know, often they happen because of we're governing around or we're making these rules around the ten percent of like sociopath assholes. Who can't? Who don't have a moral compass? And then, so what we end up doing is forcing the rules on us all, because of a small contingent of people who who are jerks. And, and I would argue that in high school, there's likely to be more people chewing gum that are sticking their gum under the desk or all over places that the janitor has to clean up than there than there isn't. So like. It is those minutia rules are annoying, but we don't have to clean it up. You know what I mean? Like it, it right? But but again, like what we're teaching kids. So if what we teach kids in school, it's like if we're approaching it, or or kids in general, or anybody, from like, you know, if the if the message you're trying to get across was like was like kid spits on the floor, it's like there's a new rule, no spitting on the floor. But if instead you say like, you know, there's someone has to clean that up. You're being disrespectful. Try to be respectful. And then it's like. Right. You know, like if you can't, there'd be all these rules, you could have a rule for every one thing. But if you just kept saying the same kind of thing, like, look, try to treat others nice. Someone has, you might have to clean up someone else's mess when you try not to make a mess for them. I feel like that stuff sinks in over time. And that's kind of building morality versus just making a rule. That sounds and I like self rule. The though. balance is being like, if we all <laughs> try to just work on making a better culture and of like, let's treat each other right, we won't need so many damn rules. That, that, sounds, we like, need some. that sounds like self rule. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't buy I don't buy your take on circumventing the need for rules. I applaud the effort. Well, I didn't say that. I said we need less of them. We need no, to have a balance. I know, but individual morality and in what 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 I uh, what I what I felt like you were doing was offering an alternative to hey, we can make a rule and just say don't do this, or we can take the effort to teach consequence to teach you know people to do the things they're supposed to do. But there are always the holdouts who will never conform, no matter what you try to do. Because what you're doing still sounds like you're giving a bit of sugar to make the medicine of the rule go down. And then, it doesn't sound actually, like a not know, rule. That, so, but that brings back that point again of like that that person who will never 
who will never listen to the rule anyways, right? So then you make a rule, and those same 10% of people who were jerks when there wasn't a rule are still jerks, and they're still going to break the law, and are still going to not care because they don't care. Sure. That's why we have always a criminal but, contingent. But 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 because okay, the conversation isn't about criminals; it's about the value of rules. Well, they're linked. Does 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 well does like maybe there are certain types of people that you do not want in your society, and you, so you want people that uh, have the 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 personality the the. Um, psychological makeup to follow the tenets of the rules set forth and if that's not for you then then you should leave and we won't kill you or anything because you didn't really break anything egregious but we know you don't like it so goodbye like let's just break up you know we don't have to fight every day honey you can go your way and i can go my way and, and that's what people can do right um so so because again back to crofton about the laws of gravity it's that we don't have a better word to describe it except for a rule and a law, right? Because it's a consistent thing that appears to always be obeyed. And, and, but we're not discussing them because it's the universe implying its will, however it does in its mysterious ways. But the way we treat each other, there's a lot of conversation to be had. But I still think we can, I still agree with you, Mike, is that I think rules are shitty. All right, let's get into verdict. Well, that's not I, what I said. No, <laughs> no. I have stuff to add. Go ahead, Crofton. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh my god! So, All right. so what I was gonna what I was gonna say because Mike Mike's mentioned morality a lot of times in this episode, and it makes and it all stems from like what his personal morality is, which is luckily good. Um, and and uh, you Thank know you. I have I I have similar I have similar you know morals and whatever that, are, that come. I'm the one with the bad morals. From, from the from the way that I was raised and all this, but it, it's not uniform and it's it's definitely not close. There's, I don't think there's just a sizable you know a select group of sociopaths. Um, I I think that I think that there's there's a lot of people that see things. You know, sometimes it shades of gray differently. But for a, a long time, the great rule maker was religion and organized religion, and it came with the idea like, okay, so Moses comes down in the sake of in the in in the in terms of Christianity with a list of rules. Here's some 10 rules, you know, let's start, start there and, and work our way down. And then after, after that, like the idea of the afterlife and, and the concept that if you break one of these rules, God will see you. He's like Santa Claus. He can see all. And, and, and then you will get punished. You won't go to the afterlife, you know, you, or you won't go to the, to heaven or you'll, you'll go to hell instead. So in a way, like you had the greatest enforcement agency of all, you know, God is looking down, looking down on you. And I find <laughs> nowadays we, we don't have, we don't have that. So there's much less of a, a, a religious element. And so people, um, we still maintain similar values and ideas and all that sort of thing. But uh, in morality, but it, we don't believe that we're being watched by this eye in the sky all the time. So if we, if we, it, it almost creates the need for more, uh, more rules because morality isn't so, isn't being spoon fed to everyone in the same in the same manner. It's like how you were raised, who your parents were, what they believed. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot less. All right. What, do, uh, do you guys? I, mean, I, I, have any... I just thought the God, the God sort of religion thing was was a good last point, and and all I'd say because that was yeah you're right like the the big enforce of the rules the church and be like and with with God God gonna punish you and it still didn't work 
you know, it still didn't make people follow the rules. It made a lot of people follow the rules. And Most of them did. And a lot of people still didn't because, again, it's human nature and, and rules are just always going to be in conflict with it. Yeah, but, and, but anyway. I, there's a point to there's a point to what Crofton said there, whereas if you make a rule and 80% of people follow it, that's still worth. That's, you know, maybe it's, it's an unreasonable expectation to create any rule and expect 100% compliance. But, 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 again, if, but can, again, if your rule can achieve a percentage compliance that makes it a value and then you have a different mechanism to deal with the non-compliant, then that's... Right. And- all, and all I'm saying is, like, you make a rule to make 80% of people comply with it. And my question would be, like, but would 80% of people not have done that thing anyways before the rule? And that's just – and that's a kind of an unknown because I think in a lot of cases, most people would not do the thing. Well, anyways, I mean, we're getting deep into, I think, like yeah, yeah, let's, let's be, move behavior ahead. and learning your morality, which which links – I see the link. But let's get the let's get the animals out here. We've had a pretty good – open session it's time to deliver the verdict session so here they come <laughs> welcome animals enter you will be our jurors today you've been selected there okay, so you sit over there all right order in the court he says uh who would like to take I'll go the first, first. crack <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even finish asking rules. You're supposed to wait till someone's the, finished talking. No, we don't have. I am not talking. I'm not done talking, sir. It's the rule of the fittest. Um, you but, can start start shitting now. Go I ahead. Say, no, I, I say. I say good, I, sir. Well, I say. Uh, you can. You can call it. I quite enjoyed this conversation. Actually, I thought it was an inter- at the start. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a mess. But it turned into, I thought, a very interesting conversation. And uh, and also makes me think about like our 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 verdicts. We have the three verdicts: good, bad bullshit and and with conversations like this i'm really glad bullshit exists because i feel like talking about rules uh it's like well let me just say my verdict rules are bullshit okay and uh get it right out of the way and the and and it's because in some cases you need rules and in some cases you don't and so 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 like if the rule was make a rule if that was the rule we follow just make a rule for everything I think that would eventually lead into a society which in which nobody would want to live. And, uh, and I'm not saying we're definitely not there yet, and I feel like we're slowly moving in that direction, but there is pushback against it as a lot of people don't like having every aspect of their life dictated by rule. It's just not necessary. It's, uh, and that's, I think, my overriding point. Like, in a society, we need some rules, but we don't need too many, and I think it's okay to be like, We've got along for millions of years. There's a conflict. There's going to remain conflict, rules or not. It's still going to happen. So, like, we should just focus on 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 other approaches to behavior change other than let's just make a rule and then enforce said rule. Because I don't think it's effective in terms of changing behavior. I think there are better ways to change behavior than making a rule, like things like education. And I know that's the more, like, complicated route. But I feel like it's ultimately the better one. So some rules, necessary, too many, for sure bad. So bullshit is where I land. All right. I'm going to go next, Crofton. You're going to get to close it out, all right? I feel like I should speak before you so you can get the full just weight of everything ahead of you uh, in your hands. All right. Um, listen, I don't think we can exist as human beings right now without a fundamental a, a giant change uh, without rules. 
and I think they're very important to how we function and behave. Clearly, we touched on many different topics as we discussed this. Um, Crofton also mentioned I'm a big fan of the rules. I like studying video games. I like knowing all the instructions inside it out. I know I've read the Magic the Gathering compendium to find inane interactions and what the rulings are for them. At one point, I thought, hmm, it would be interesting to become a certified judge for Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering. I toyed with the idea. So I like rules, but I also like cigarettes. And let me tell you, there's nothing good about a cigarette. Uh, it, I mean, I enjoy them, but I know they're bad. And if I had to give a verdict on them, the verdict would be bad. And and as it pertains to rules, um, they, I'm involved in them, like everyone, in my everyday life. I respect them, some. Some I dis- actively disrespect. The nuance of Mike's conversation is not lost on me. Uh, but they're just bad. So I'm going to give a verdict of bad. And, and I'm going to give, try and give as succinct as possible reason as, as this, is that the world is filled with potential, and everything about a rule shits on that. I think that is a horrifying prospect. So as much as they're important to me, they're also bad for us. So bad it is. Hmm. Way, way to not hold back, Bo. I appreciate that. You appreciated it because he said okay, bad. Okay, choose. Get your verdict. You appreciated it because he said bad, and that's what you secretly want to say. No, I, I, I stand by my bullshit. But, but see, uh, he, the thing is, is uh, I I highlighted where I was at earlier, which was was uh, I stuck between good and 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 bullshit. Now I've I've moved in my thinking much more to one than the other. But now Bo has has made me question if I need to bring balance back to the force here. But I recognize like we have to do all our, our verdicts individually, and I agree with most of all what has been said and uh, definitely agree with the concept of rules being bullshit. So that's going to be my verdict. Bullshit. <laughs> and um, to, just to, to add on to that, and, and you know, Mike's, Mike's thoughts about um, – education and, and and morality and all that sort of thing uh, for once i'm more cynical than him i definitely think that if there were no rules the world would be a, a much you know crazier dangerous more dangerous place and we talked about anarchy on this show before and uh, there are other topics that we've talked about that really link up well with this and this is a, a loaded topic and it does catch all and 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 mike and bo both at different points on the show said that that balance is is what's necessary and and i i agree i totally agree with that it's like i think rules are you can't get away from them i think that they're very necessary in 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 many cases some cases they're not some cases you got to push back pretty much every movie uh, whenever there's a figure representing the rules, that person is evil or somebody that you've got to, you know, uh, fight back against the empire or what have you. So I, I do think it's very popular to hate hate on rules, and part part of that made me want to come come at it from the other side. But honestly, there's a lot of rules that annoy me too. It's a really dense, really murky uh, topic, and it, like Mike said, I, I'm glad it's it's one that we have the the bullshit verdict for. But I definitely think there's a lot of merit in a, in a lot of rules too and uh and uh I, it's it's tricky sometimes to see that all right man i could just keep talking about this yeah well I, we're I, done i thought of a whole bunch of other <laughs> points i wanted to bring up i'm making a new rule called it's time to give people the email address a rule, Therefore, no. we're ahead, the, ta- the, the session is closed 
All right. Uh, you have <laughs> that sucks for you with the rules of the rules, Mike. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what your brain thinks? The rules. Isn't it rich coming from the guy that said uh, rules are bad? All right. Um, if you want to tell us uh, what your rules are or what rules you hate or what rules you love, uh, please reach out to us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, send us your emails. We'll read them on the air. Uh, we haven't gotten any in a little while, and we'd love to hear from one of you because we know we've got listeners out there, and we know that we say things that are setting you off, I'm sure, at some point. So let us have it. Um, if you're first time listening to the show and want to find out more information, go to goodbadbull.com. There you can find links to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. All that good stuff is on, at goodbadbull.com. Uh, finally, uh, if you happen to be on the iTunes store and you listen to the show, give us a review. That helps uh, our show be seen. It does make a difference, so please give it five stars or please give it one star. We here like for you to be honest with your verdict, so give us the amount you want. I almost pandered to you, but really that's not what we do on this show. I do that on other shows. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, the last thing is I want to thank all of our patrons. We are supported. The show is brought to you by, uh, faithful listeners who like, uh, you know, helping us foot the bill to keep the lights on. Uh, you can find out more about how to do that at goodbadbull.com and follow the links to support us on Patreon. The link there, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. All right. That's going to conclude all that business. Send us your emails. Uh, that's a rule now. If you listen to the show, you have to send us an email. Let's see if you obey it. Or, else... or just listen Just listen to your inner voice. If you do want to send an email, do. They're going to do it anyways. Like... They're going to do it anyways, but I'm making the rule. Um, uh, finally, we have one more rule about our, the outro of our show is that we give out our personal uh, contact information. So, uh, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about the things that guide your life, where can they do that? They can follow me on Twitter at Crofton Steers and they... Sh- totally should because my twitter rules oh well done um mike if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to or can they do that do you have a rule about it's how many you tweets said you contact post? information i was like oh i should give my phone number out <laughs> see if anyone will call it that's like a, that's a that's a dangerous thing to do maybe i'll work up the courage maybe next time uh at ml hodgins you can follow my on the Twitter. Right. I'm at I'm at Bo Schwartz. Follow me there. Uh, that'll do it. That is, we'll put a bow on the subject of rules. Um, I got news for you guys. Rules touch everything, so I have no doubt this conversation will come up again on some other unrelated topic, including laws, which we haven't done. No, but I we would, did lawyers. And I would make a call to uh, to action for any listeners that want to have fun. This is one of those episodes where where Bo will give a verdict and say something about a topic that I feel like you could find something that he said in another <laughs> show and and, and play directly it, contradicts yeah. it directly contradicts or play back to back in in a way for hilarious effect. It's like so, you should call, we should just call that the Donald Trump effect effect uh, where you yeah so yeah weird. exactly he's like don't he's like our Donald Trump so if you can find <laughs> something some, some sort of clip where he's talking about how great some rules are or how much he likes or whatever blah 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 uh and then 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 put it with his verdict in a little soundbite i, I will tweet it to I my hundreds of followers, consistent. Hundreds of followers. I, I th- i'll tweet it to my tens of followers i think i'm pretty consistent you guys no <laughs> but yeah wasn't that anyways. wasn't that an internally consistent uh, verdict to give that i liked them but, well, it's, bad. but it's it, definitely it doesn't, consistent it doesn't even to your matter. personality 
It doesn't even matter if it does, because you approach each each situation individually, you know, and each conversation individually. I which def- was like a rule could never allow you to. I do definitely that. don't have rules about how I approach the show, and you know, some people when they do shows have professionalism rules about they always, you know, they might wear pants, they might wear pants. I have a rule about outros is that we keep the conversation light so you guys say something really funny and then I can bring up the music. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.